0: Oh, oh he goes again
1: Larkin into out they move that man straighter but he can't get there Don't think he got it Larkin oh he did
2: oh
0: that is a
1: great shot from Larkin
0: man, it's time to start the show.
2: outstanding from Jake Weatherall. he that's comes back for two
0: the 18th big bash hundred but the first in a five Jovell Florin, the bodyguard. you look at him there. He's almost too square a jaw for TV as he's in. And the first ball is well-flighted. Listening to the Centre Wicket podcast on ninety-one point three Sport FM. He's your host, Ethan Rock.
3: Hello all, welcome back to the Centre Wicket Podcast on 91.3 Sport FM. I'm Ethan Roth, joined by Bray Loveridge, and it's also great to have Callan Levitt as well after a lengthy spell. Boys, how are we?
2: Great, Ethan. Great to be back. Um, Yep, Cal, you're back. It's been a while, but you're back on the show. Yeah, I'd just like firstly to
1: apologise to all the fans for not hearing my voice for the past... (laughs) Year and a half, I don't know
3: how long it's been Almost a year
1: Yeah, almost a year, it's been a while, but I'm back and uh, it's good to be on
3: Yeah, and uh, joining us on the phone, he's played 39 first class matches scoring 400s and 850s At an average of 30.81 with a high score of 175 not out 10 List day matches and 29 T20s averaging 31.16 with 250s including a high score of 83 not out it's Melbourne Stars and New South Wales batsman Nick Larkin. Nick, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's much appreciated, especially when uh, when you've got a game tomorrow back at the MCG.
0: Ethan, Bray, Cal, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be
3: here. Pleasure to have you on. Um, so we'll, we'll take you back to the uh, the start of your life. You're originally from Torrey, which is about three hours north of Sydney before moving to the city at the end of Year 12, we believe. Um, what are your earliest memories of the game, or just generally?
0: Yep, uh, that's correct. Except the pronunciation is Taree, so uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll grab you there. Just, no, no worries, just for the uh, Taree listeners out there that might get offended. Um, no, my my early memories of cricket are probably similar to a, a lot of uh, you know a lot of Australian kids and country kids where you come from a a cricket uh, a cricket loving family. You sort of pick it up in in the backyard and then. When you're eight or nine you start playing for your local club so my, my local club back there was tari west um i played with them from the age of eight through to 17 when i left tari uh um and it was fantastic because you know you you made a lot of uh an opportunity to meet a, a lot of kids in the town that i didn't necessarily go to school with as well uh and then and then to play men's cricket at a really young age as well which i think is quite unique out in the country so it was a fantastic place to, to grow up and a fantastic place to learn how to play my cricket.
3: Yeah, you say that a lot um, out out in the country. Play, uh, kids play older in the older grades. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think it's um, it's a it's a bit of a quirk of country cricket, but I think that's why you see uh, some some players. Phil Hughes, a great example of. Someone who who comes to Sydney or comes to men's cricket already ready and hardened because they've actually played been playing against men since they were thirteen or fourteen. Mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, so in 2014, you played two games against Sri Lanka A representing Ireland. All those two games, like to play in with your Irish heritage.
0: Yeah, it was a fantastic experience. Um, it sort of snuck up on me a little bit. I knew that I was in the mix to to get picked, uh, but. Uh, it just sort of, yeah, it eventuated a little bit more quickly than, a, than I expected um, and it was it was a fair step up from the level of cricket that I'd played at at the time um, and we got absolutely demoralised in, in two games uh, in Belfast by by the Sri Lanka A team. So it was a really steep learning curve for me but it held me in good stead for um, coming back to Australia the next summer and, and starting to play first class cricket here uh, because I'd I sort of knew the the gap that then existed And, and the work that I had to do mm.
1: Yeah as you mentioned in the same year You made your debut for New South Wales To score a century in your second Shield match You must have been pretty cool Especially in the day night Where it would have been harder to bat
0: Yeah it was oh, That whole sort of period of my life Was, was pretty cool Just because you um, know you toilet away for years And I debuted when I was 24 So um, I'd sort of I'd sort of decided to put uh, my work life on hold after university to to have a last dip at um, playing professional cricket. And um, there were a few moments there where I thought, uh, it's, it's just it's just out of reach. Um, and then a few things transpired to go my way and ended up debuting against um, Victoria at the MCD and then my second game against South Australia at the Adelaide Oval. So you get two, you know, Uh, two of the best first class veterans in the world to to play your first two games at and then as you say, second game uh, after getting belted in my debut game um, against a really strong Victorian team we bounced back and won a fantastic day-night game against um, South Australia so I sort of had a a bit of a taste of of how challenging uh, first class cricket could be but how rewarding it is when you have success and contribute to a strong team win.
3: After dominating at second uh, second eleven level, I believe, uh, you were named the Toyota Futures League Player of the Year in 2015-16. Did this come um, as a surprise to you, or did you already sort of know you should be better than that le- that level of cricket?
0: Oh, uh, I think this. You know, you you feel like you dominate. You know, you dominate a level, and and you shift up to the next level, and then the challenge is to is to level up and level up. So. My first couple of Second Eleven games in maybe 2013, 2014 was, um, yeah, it was really challenging for me, but then you you set your sights higher and um, you find your feet at a level and you learn how to dominate it. So that was, that was sort of my experience with Second Eleven cricket, that once I had got the rhythms of playing four-day cricket and knew I could succeed at the level, that it was just applying yourself every time you, you go out to play. It doesn't guarantee success because cricket's not really like that, but... Um yeah, that was, you know, it, it, it opens your eyes to what you're capable of and it gives you confidence to to then, you know, endeavour to do that in the first-class game because a lot of the, the second 11 teams you play against uh, are actually, you know, half their bowling attack might be a, a reasonably experienced first-class gra- uh, first attack as well. So you take confidence from that and, and try and jump up to the next level and, and do what you can again.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So you played one game for the Sydney Sixers in 2016, but then moved across to Mel- the Melbourne Stars. What was that decision based on and were you mindful of moving to a big team franchise like Melbourne with the potential of having big crowds every game?
0: Oh, <laughs> some players sort of get to, to pick and choose a little bit. That wasn't my experience. It was a case of um, not getting offered an opportunity at the Sixers. Um, after that that initial experience so you know i just sort of went to where the opportunity was at the time and it was it was pretty lucky because the my first opportunity with the stars was when nick madison uh was out with a broken arm so i just filled a gap that was there at the time and and had enough success for them to want me to come back so yeah i mean i there was a time when i really wanted to to play for the Sixers, and i Played a game for them and ran the drinks for them a lot, and a lot of my good friends are there. But you know, the the nature of professional sport is you have to move to where the opportunity is, and um, it's been one of the best things I've ever done because you know I've got to know a a bunch of fantastic guys who I wouldn't have got to know otherwise, Um, and it's a it's a brilliant club. So um, luckily enough, the two seasons so far that have been here, we've made final, final, and um, you know if we apply ourselves in the next two weeks, then. Uh, there's no reason we can't do that again
1: Yeah so coming back to the Shield stuff, New South Wales are always very strong And you've had a solid start to the season for the Blues Yourselves, how have you rated your batting In the longer form of the game this season Because many people say you're more suited to Four day cricket
0: Yeah that's a, a Sort of a title that I'm I'm trying to shake a little bit Because I think everyone Aims to be pretty versatile these days And who wouldn't want to play in All three formats if you can Um so, yeah, we've had a, a strong start to the season for the Blues. Um, and we've had... Not not dissimilar to the Stars. We've, we've had a lot of success in the last two years. We've made the final in 2018-19 and got beaten by a really good Victorian team. And then 2019-20, we won. Uh, didn't end up playing the final due to the, the COVID situation, but we, you know, we won that. So we're building something really special there at the Blues. Um, and, you know, I, I guess my game is... Uh, suited to first-class cricket or, or suited to the longer format of the game. because They've got decent powers of concentration and patience, but uh, at the same time, you know, it's just batting. You've just got to go out there and try and read the game and play each ball. That's the exact same in 2020. Of course, you're, you're trying to put a score up on the board, but um, you're trying to apply your skills and your technique to to get whatever job needs to be done, whether that's chasing eight and over in a, or nine and over in a BBL game or um, you know, grafting out a day of batting in Sheffield Shield. They're they're equally challenging in different ways.
3: Yeah, you do need to be flexible and adaptable. But um back to the T twenty arena, you've become a real consistent and reliable player for the Stars, which was highlighted by a score of 65 earlier in BBL BBL 9 and 83 not out in the Challenger final against the Thunder. Both were man of the match performances and both were against the Thunder. Um, How proud were you to get your side into the final, even if you didn't win that final? And yeah, what is it with playing against the Thunder?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess the thunder thing. It's I, I just know a lot of their bowlers and have faced a lot of their bowlers before because most of them are New South Wales based guys. So whether it's Daniel Sams or Arjun, there, John O'Cook actually lived with at the time um, in Sydney. So I, I I know them quite well, and I it's always nice when you're playing with a point to prove as well. Um, but yeah, qualifying for that final last year was was a huge moment for us. Um, because we we started the tournament so strongly and and dropped away towards the end of it, so yeah, it showed to us that we could turn up and deal with the pressure and, and shut out the noise of um, you know a lot a lot of critics that are out there, and that's essentially what we've got to do again now. So um, whilst uh, when you put it into a single game, a final or a qualifying final seems like a huge challenge. You, uh, there's always noise in um, in professional sport and. The challenge is to block it out and try and go and get the job done. And if that means you've got to put the bit between your teeth, um, or, or you find whatever motivation you can, whether it's, um, you know, maybe it's personal with another club, maybe it's not, maybe you're just, um, yeah, some, you know, there's some teams that get the best out of you for whatever reason. And for me, the Thunder have been one of those sides. Mm.
2: Yeah. Can you now, uh, this season, you obviously got, had that bizarre dismissal where Tim Payne, I'm pretty sure it was a stumping, not a run out, but. Yes. Uh, what do you think of that, and do you think it was fair?
0: Oh, totally fair. It's yeah. just a lazy moment for me, uh, where you know, I, I would fully encourage my wicketkeeper to do it <laughs> to a batter as well if you're desperate for a dismissal because that's there's it, it, no difference to me uh, being out of my crease in a spinner's a spinner's bowling. He's entitled to whip the bails off and appeal. Um, so uh, nothing. I've got oh, I, I, the only frustrations there were towards myself because we hadn't quite buried that game yet against Tasmania and I'd worked so hard for, for 80 overs or so with the bat um, to get out like that was, was pretty disappointing. But I can only blame myself because I've played cricket long enough to know that um, that that's just part of the game. And if, it, if you play for long enough, you sort of end up with every dismissal in your kit bag anyway. So that's just another one to add to it.
3: Mm, yeah, it was quite <laughs> unlucky though.
0: Yeah, so at the yeah, I guess I guess you could you could say unlucky, but at the same time it's just a it's a lapse in some sense it's a lapse in concentration. So um, no no hard feelings towards Paney for that. I was I was frustrated at myself, but at the same time, um, I cleared out of the way so Sean Habit and and Mitch Star could go in and, and swog it around and we ended up winning the game, so I put it to bed.
1: Yeah. So, at the age of thirty, do you feel like you still have a few more years in you, and do you still dream to play for Australia, or are you looking to focus on studying and being a teacher more?
0: Oh, I, I hope I've got a handful of years left. I mean, I don't. I feel like each season and each yeah, you know, each time you sort of look back a little bit, feel like I've improved immensely as a player, um, and that doesn't always. Translate to your results doubling or, or you know your output doubling or anything like that. But whilst I'm still improving as a cricketer, whilst I'm still really hungry to win, which I am um, in, in every format of the game, then I'll I'll keep playing. And I think all the domestic players in Australia have that ambition to play for Australia or to play you know to play the highest possible level they can. And whilst you've still got that, I think sort of owe it to yourself to, to double down on your efforts and and just keep pushing. Um, because I think once that fire goes out, um, you know, maybe your game can stagnate a little bit. So I'm whilst I'm still enjoying the challenge of trying to improve and enjoying the challenge of, um, you know, trying to trying to dominate a level of cricket, um, I'll I'll just keep playing.
3: Mm, yeah. Um, so currently positioned seventh on the table. How have you seen this in different tournaments so far? And what was it like to top score the other night, also with the drama of the Max Bryant catch?
0: Mm. Yeah, it was... I mean, the indifferent nature of the tournament, I think that's, that's just 2020 cricket. The margins are so fine. Um, it happens quickly, obviously, but the margins of a couple of our losses have been incredibly fine. Um, I felt like that particular example you're talking about with the the Brisbane Heat game, um, you know, you don't want to make excuses, but they got a 15-run upswing, we had a two-over batting power play, Um, everything's got to go right if you're chasing 130 off 10 overs and and they probably made a few of the best plays you'll ever see on on the boundary rope, um, including Max Bryant a couple of times, so um, it's just the nature of the competition, whether you win your whether you win your first five games or your last five games, it sort of doesn't matter where they come. You just have to find a way to win. We've lost a couple of tight ones, but if those little things start going our way, um, then there's no reason we can't go on a on a bit of a run into the finals. So we're not giving up, um, and we've got a really hungry group of players. So uh, yeah, twenty twenty cricket cricket it happens really quickly, and it, it can um, yeah sometimes little moments end up. Making the scoreline look less flattering than it could have been. Uh, I think there's probably three games that have got away from us from really tight positions, but that's that's the nature of the game, and we're hanging in.
3: Yeah, Cal's actually a Brisbane Heat fan, so uh, he'll be he'll be happy with the other night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on you, Cal!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolute champ. Um, but uh, you took a great diving catch at the Adelaide Oval and had some sort of injury in your chin, which needed protection. Are you going to be good to go? And how much are you looking forward to the challenge tomorrow on home turf against the Strikers, who you narrowly lost to on Monday?
0: Yeah, the um, I had a an incident at training where a top edge just to sweep shot into my face, so I had um had a bit of swelling and a decent cut on my chin. Uh, so I was just sort of. Being a bit cautious and making sure that I had it covered up and things like that um, while it's still healing, but no, it's absolutely fine, so I'm I'm good to go in that sense. Uh, and then the strikers, yeah, we, you know, it was a tight game in the end, and a couple of their batters held their nerve nicely to to deliver them a victory um, when things were sort of looking like they might have gone our way, but um, Rashid's out now for them, which is you know, whilst the rest of their bowlers actually performed brilliantly on on that game as well. If you take the best twenty twenty player in the world out of any team, it's gonna be a challenge. So we've gotta we've gotta sort of seize seize that opportunity and play our best cricket because we know if we play our best cricket that we can beat, you know, not just strikers but any team in the competition.
3: Yeah. Rashid Khan um, out will definitely help. Uh, we'll go. We'll go to the Q and A's now. So thanks to everyone who sent them in last week. Um, when Nick was supposed to come on, and then a few today, uh, yesterday, and you can continue to do so at Centre Square Podcast as we chat to more guests each week. Um, first one's from Fat Phu- Reham Seven. Uh, how do you think the stars can go all the way this year? Honestly, I do think we can go all the
0: way. Uh, and how? I think it's just getting our, it's it's getting back to basics, playing the way we play, which is um, going deep with our batting innings and, and tend to, you know, rather than be flying out of the gates, we tend to storm home, um, which I think, particularly given that the, the power surge overs are in the, in the back 10 now, actually really suits our team. We haven't applied the formula as well as we would have liked, but that's, for me, that's the key for us, and then, um, you know, putting enough runs on the board that other teams have to take big risks off, off a guy like Adam Zampa because um, he's, he, you know, with Rashid out of the tournament, Adam, I think, is the, the top spinner in the game. Um, so we gotta, we've sort of got to push other teams into a corner and make them take undue risks against Zamps. And then from there, um, you know, the, the rest of the game is just about executing our plans.
2: Next one's from Underscore Melbourne Stars fan page. Favorite thing about playing with the stars, and who is the most annoying teammate?
0: Oh, favorite thing. The whole my whole experience at the club's been amazing. Um, great bunch of guys. The coaches are very relaxed, but um, you know, create an environment for us to sort of express ourselves. That's the that's the philosophy of the coaching group. Um, so I love I love our training days, our warm up games. Um, socially, it's a fantastic team to be around. But all that said, you need to—it that gets amplified when you're winning games. So I love celebrating a win with the team um, because it's such a fun group of guys. Um, and some really, some really great characters amongst the group. Uh, and in terms of the most annoying player in the group, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say—I know he's a popular one for it. But Seb Gotch is—he has his niggling. He, he's very funny man, but he has his niggling moments. Um, but that's part of his character, and he's—he's he's a brilliant guy around the group. But he, uh, yeah, deliberately rubs guys every now and then, and looking for a response, and he certainly gets it. Yeah,
3: it seems. Yeah, he does seem pretty cheeky. <laughs> All right, next
0: question yeah. from
1: <laughs> Evie Bonniewell, funniest player in the Stars group?
0: Adam Zampa, for me is. I know. I know he. Uh, He's a bit quirky and, and, and everything in terms of the way he comes across, but he's just got a really funny sense of humour, so he tickles me a lot. Um, sort of guy that you want to plant yourself near on a bus trip um, so you get those lols. But, yeah, he's he's very funny.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, um, so this one's from Sunil7776. Uh, what is your favourite innings?
0: Oh, I should think last year we we beat the Melbourne renegades at marble stadium and and Glen Maxwell played an amazing innings, made about eighty not out, but I was at the other end and made thirty three not out and that to me was was probably my favorite innings for the club so far, even though it wasn't my highest score it wasn't my best strike rate um, that was my inning that was the innings for me that that proved to me that I could hold my hold my nerve and stare down a total and play a different role if I had to, um, which was to support Glenn and make sure that there was someone securely at the other end so he could take on the risk he needed to take on. Uh, so I looked back at that innings. It was a massive crowd at Marble Stadium, Derby game, so there's always a lot to play for. And we were... We were backs against the wall. I think we needed 65 off five overs, and we got it with an, an over-and-a-half to go, maybe. And most of that was, most of that was down to Maxi, but um, I sort of viewed my role in that partnership as uh, something that I'm really proud of because it, it sort of makes you feel like you can uh, manage your emotions when you're at the crease to get a job done.
3: Yeah, it would have been crazy at the other end to watch him. Yeah. Insane, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, next one's from Tyson High 8. Best bloke you've played with?
0: Uh, I'll, I'll take this on the Melbourne Stars front because I've got um, a a group of mates at the Blues who are fantastic as well. But uh, I really enjoy Hilton Cartwright's company down here. He's a he's a brilliant fella. Um, I've been told that I was going to like him before I met him uh, by by a mutual friend, and he's been um, he's been brilliant to, to get to know over the last year or so, year and a half. Um, so yeah he's, he's a lot of fun To be around And uh, Someone that I That I spend a bit Of my spare time with While I'm with the stars mm,
3: Yeah A WA boy of course uh, So this one's from Jacob Underscore Hacey. Uh Big ton Coming for you next game
0: Is that an exclamation mark Or a question mark Question, question. mark <laughs> <laughs> Question mark Fingers crossed I'll be doing my best uh, Yeah. Uh It's we're pumped to be back at the MCG. So, yeah, we've had... I've enjoyed a couple of innings of success out there, so I'd be absolutely rapt if I could, if I could put triple figures on
2: it. Yeah, <laughs> clear a few uh, ropes. Yeah. Uh, next one we've got uh, from fan favourite uh, Seagull. Uh, do you consider yourself a batting all-rounder or just a batsman?
0: Uh, firmly just in the batting camp. I think the last time I bowled was when I was captain of my club team a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, firmly in the batting camp.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right, next question from Melbourne Stars Stars fan page. How's the hub going and thoughts on Ben Dunk leaving the hub?
0: Uh, The hub has been interesting. I think most guys have taken a pretty good attitude towards it, uh, which is basically, you know, this is just what we have to do for now and, there's a lot of people around Australia and around the country and around um, around the world I guess that are doing it a lot harder than what we do this is what we have to do for our work and to make sure that domestic cricket goes ahead so personally I'm not I'm not dwelling on the negatives of it whilst it's hard, I've got a wife back in Sydney and it's hard um, it's hard in that sense but it's they're the sacrifices you make to, to do what we do as cricketers um, so no complaints there are some challenges but you just get on with it uh and uh the the ben dunk situation really sad to see him leave actually i I understand the reasoning there's opportunities for him um in other tournaments around the world that he wants to explore and that's um hats off to him for doing that because he's done brilliantly well in in a couple of those tournaments t10s uh, cpl uh the pakistan super league so you know Dunky's another one of those guys who i've have got along with like a house on fire he's a great human being a very funny man um and we'll definitely miss him at the melbourne stars family because he's he's one of those guys that you love to have in a group he's got great energy um so yeah it sort of caught me off guard yesterday when that announcement was made and i'm still processing it a little bit um but he's he'll be sorely missed um as a as a bloke because he's fantastic
3: yeah, seems like a great character and Yeah, he's been around for a long time um, Last couple uh, This one's from AFL Edits and News uh, Preferred position to bat at the Stars You've been pushed around a bit You've been at three You've been even down at seven So where's your preferred position to bat?
0: Uh, three. I think three's probably the best spot to bat In, in most teams, in most formats um, Gives you a little bit of a taste of You know, you've got to be ready to walk out there On the second ball of the game Um and equally, you have to adapt if you're walking out in the 10th over. So, yeah, it's a, the way we played at the Stars were pretty flexible in terms of the, the game situation um, or the matchups. So, you know, maybe Max Maxi walks out at three every now and then and I might slide down the order. Or we'll promote a hitter like, um, like Nathan Coulton-Isle if the, the situation looks like it's going that way. But you just have to be flexible. But if you gave me a choice, I'd, I'd pick number three and stick to that. Yeah, it's,
2: it's a good choice. Yep. Next one, Lockie underscore KC one hundred and one. Who has the worst field on ch- uh, worst chat on field?
0: In twenty twenty cr- cricket, it's really hard because you actually don't <laughs> you don't hear a lot of chat with games moving so quickly and, and most of the field is dispersed around uh, the field. They're on the boundary, so you don't hear a lot of chat. I must say, a few of the crowds. Put their hands up. I would say the Canberra crowd are right up there for for having the worst chat, um, if you can call that on field. Uh, I guess not, but yeah, there's some pretty savage crowds out there that get stuck into you. I'll leave the on field stuff. Um, there's actually not a lot of stuff said in 2020, as I said. Most guys are either out of breath because they're running or they're standing out on the boundary waiting for a catch.
3: Yeah, I seen Marcus Stoyn sort of does it a bit at times.
0: Oh yeah, Stoyn, You know he's. He's not only a physically intimidating guy, he's, he wants the bowler to feel under pressure in every sense. So he'll certainly let him know if they bowl with him something he likes or if he's coming after them. Um, that's, part of his, that's part of his character and one of his great strengths.
3: Yeah, the big Hulk. Um, we'll, we'll let you go, Nick, so you can uh, get ready for training. But once again, thanks for coming on the show. Um, take care and best of luck for the rest of the season starting tomorrow.
0: No, thank you very much, fellas, and um, keep up the good work on the podcast and, and to all your listeners. I hope you enjoy it. and Enjoy the rest of the Big Bash.
3: Thank you. Cheers, Cheers Nick. Cheers, See you. See you, guys.
0: Bye.
3: There he goes. Off to training yep. for the, uh, the Strikers game tomorrow at the
2: MCG, boys. Yeah. Good episode. Big Bash is back in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, good to see a couple of games of the MCG and Marvel. The and what's happening with the crowds there? The 15,000 or something. Be similar yeah. to the test match. Test match, I would think. I think it's like yeah,
1: thirty percent or something. Like yeah. That. yeah, so whatever
2: that is, fifteen thousand. I think someone I heard I think it's say like thirty at the MCG. Yeah, yeah, but uh, not the biggest, but still crowds and still cricket at different venues other than Monica Oval, which has yeah. been getting a lot of cricket. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's, it's it's not not really your typical big bash ground. Just like <laughs> w- watching a game there, like the Sydney Smash there last night. Mm. That's just. Didn't watch it. It was just—it's <laughs> just—it's like watching it at a club ground in a way because it's just so yeah. small. Yeah, I mean, but it's uh Bet it's crick- nothing. Yep, yeah, it's Cricket—they've got good crowds in there at Canberra, uh, but yep, I want to see cricket back at the Gabba. Big bash cricket at the Gabba. Go to Gabba. I, I love watching crowds there. The, the DJ, uh, the announcer, <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> say it. No, nah, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, okay. Well, no, it was, lo- love the. uh Love the atmosphere up there Yeah But uh yep Cricket's done in Perth as well so mm. We've got to wait till Shield and One Day Cup In March I think
3: Yeah um, Long time we'll, we'll quickly talk about the test uh, Marcus <laughs> yes. Harris is going to play So Pikovsky is, is out, out. Um, Just very injury, pr- injury prone isn't he Obviously he had the concussion stuff Now with that shoulder um, One
2: game wonder mm. For him No uh, I, don't, I don't think so He'll, <laughs> no, he'll back. come back He'll come um, back But yeah but Just a shame India They've got not many players to pick from yeah, I reckon they started the tour with 20 and I reckon they got 12 left. Yeah. Jasper <laughs> Brum was a big out.
3: Um, well, they're all big outs, um, but... <laughs> Who's yeah. going
1: to keep for them?
2: Well, there was actually talk Saha. of... There was talk of Saha and
3: Pant both playing and Pant playing as a
2: batsman. Yeah, that might be the case, but you would think Saha's going to have to come back in. Mm. So their batting order is going to be very weak. They might play Kuldeep Yadav as well He
3: um, yep. as a spinner. For, De-J- for DeJayda. <laughs> um And Today <Jadeja>. John <laughs> There we yeah, go that uh, Sorry that I was, was, that was Right good that yeah, was right the right time. Um, But Struggling to Australia I, don't, I believe they haven't lost A test match at the Gabba Since eight, 1989 <laughs> Or something So 31 yeah, yeah, straight I without,
1: without loss I think yeah. it is. So mm. That's a lot Yeah How many days is that? So oh, off the, the top map of maps? my head
2: It'd be a Couple of thousand I would think a
1: Couple of thousand
2: days <laughs> Most of the players Probably weren't even born Yeah like Couple of maybe Twenty thousands. I don't
1: know <laughs> We don't do no, maths No like here. Days of Test Match oh. oh I
3: could
2: not tell We again. don't
3: do maths here At the Centre Podcast Um <laughs> yeah, 155 Yeah And then yeah. Obviously the Big Bash as well Um The right. Scorchers is up to third So That's good Um Cal, you said they would They would uh, Not make finals And you still think that
1: Yeah well their Their draws are tough Like you're not gonna. Be, you'd be lucky to yeah. win one more game. Sorry, I'm, but I'm
3: not convinced because they've won all the M's. Oh, they beat the. Strikers You're away, away now. You're away yeah.
1: now. Back on now. the road. No, no no, tough, no, 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 Tough draw. We, sh-
2: we, we, we should have beat the Stars at Launceston. We beat the, um. Strikers at Adelaide on New Year's Eve, yep. which isn't nothing gets tougher than that in Big Bash cricket. If <laughs> you ask <laughs> me, the Strikers yeah, on no, New Year's I Eve. I actually kind of agree there. <laughs> the Strikers on New Year's Eve. They're all they're almost unstoppable. Yeah. but, but Um. I reckon we've got some momentum. Got some yeah, momentum. But you, you've lost it all. Who, who are we versing next? We have... Are we against the Sixers at... the yep, Sixers. Know, but at I'm not
3: sure Mitch Marsh is out later to the tournament. Yep, but bro. that's okay, because just like I was saying off-air, Curtis Patterson, I know it's a different form of the game, he averages 144 <laughs> in Test Match Cricket, so he can come in. Bancroft saying, come in for Munro. Yeah,
1: well we Scorchers
3: are dropping out of the five. And hurricanes
1: dropping out the five. The Stars and the Heat are going into the five and Bold. that's your finals. Stop. Yeah. I mean the Heat have got an easy run. The Stars are good enough to make finals. Yeah. Heat have Wait, got the Scorches twice. Clicked. The Stars haven't clicked. Heat have got the Scorches twice, the Renegades twice and the Strikers. That's five wins right there. So you catch us You man good. we're
2: finishing second. Ethan's man the Spice man hasn't been going. <laughs> yeah, I know you how much you love the Spice man. Oh, he just hasn't, hasn't he been is going. the worst I I hate to say it. <laughs> I oh think he is <laughs> one of
3: the worst <laughs> imports. Like, he, yes, he can dance, just he can catch, but he can't make <laughs> runs to the top of the order. His first game was good.
1: He only made 20-odd, but it was a very entertaining 20-odd.
3: Whenever he does, it's just like a quick,
2: like, few boundaries, and then he gets <laughs> out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's T20 cricket. You only need to face yeah, 10 balls and it, get 20-odd. If, an if you're an opener,
1: you're only making 30 that's alright, though. Because yeah. Nick
3: Larkin
2: would just come in at three. Exactly. Yeah. And then your man, Stoinis.
1: Well, yeah. You love really the Stoin.
2: Okay. Yeah. You seen you seen Ethan's shirt? I have seen yeah. Ethan's shirt. He's yeah.
3: well, the so is, it, is it on your Instagram yet? I put on my story. Not there's no <laughs> post or anything about it. But it's just from the Carlton draft. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, good little Christmas a- 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 shout out to them if they're listening.
1: Yeah.
2: Sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> they do have some lovely, lovely, they lovely, do a job lovely
1: shirts. <laughs> yeah, um, it's great.
3: Probably leave it there. To be honest. <laughs> Wrap it up.
1: Cow. Yes. Back. I'm back. Yeah. yeah I don't know right. when I'll be on next, but I'm back for now. Been roughly, it. been
2: roughly about 340 days since his last triggered episode. No. <laughs> Probably 150 yeah, since t- his...
3: Tim David was the last one. 41? Yeah. So. Oh,
2: that is a long time between th- drinks. The other ones... Well, what happened to Tim David? Now he's... Good. <laughs> exactly. He was always good, but he's getting more opportunity at the exactly. yeah.
1: Nick Larkin. <laughs>
3: he, Test game done. soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Tim David. He's done very, very well, so... We'll, we'll put that down to you coming on. It, exactly. We'll put that down. So <laughs> and I
2: bet that's on the, on the top of his mind, Cal yep. Levitt. Yep. I'm, I am yep. getting up more, tr- up more opportunity, <laughs> and I'm getting more runs because of Cal Levitt on the Centre Square Centre Wicket Podcast exactly, that I yeah. came on in 2020 in January. Thank, take me later, Tim. All right, <laughs> uh, we'll be back for another episode next week. Stay, stay tuned for that
3: on the Centre Wicket Podcast on 91.3 Sport FM. Bye for now.